0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, everybody. Welcome to Lunch with the Trojan. Got a special edition today. We're with uh, USC new associate head coach, Dante Williams, coaches the cornerbacks as well. Dante, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. Uh, Thank you for having me. And as always, fight on. Yeah, well, so uh, you got the promotion uh, this offseason. Maybe talk a little about how that uh, came about with Clay Helton.
1: Uh, You know, it was just something that I guess has been in the works for a little bit and Coach Heldon and, you know, Mike uh, Bone and Brandon and all they, you know, the powers that may be, they decided, they got together. And I guess, you know, it's, it's you know true here. You work hard, you get rewarded. Mm-hmm. That was just something that those guys came up and, you know, they decided to pretty much give me a promotion and trust me, I was
0: extremely happy about it. What, uh, for people that are not familiar with, now you have this associate head coaching title. How, how does that impact like kind of your day-to-day you know, life as a USC assistant coach?
1: It allows me to be more hands-on about different facets of the program. So, you know, definitely uh, Coach Houghton has taken more of an input of of maybe my suggestions. And it's not that, I mean, he's someone that pretty much listens to everyone. He's going to give everyone an opportunity and the floor to speak. So, you know, that was an opportunity that was always there, but I guess a little bit more now. But it also allows me to be more hands-on with the recruits that are on offense and other positions. So, it's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. And I think it's in the right direction for, you know, for my career and for USC.
0: I think we got to talk before the season started. Uh, I did, did one of these kind of, you know, checking in how things were going. Obviously, it was a weird year. You guys all come in, new defensive staff. You don't get spring football. Really, you didn't even know there was going to be a season. Now that you have a chance to kind of look back on it. You know, six games. Um, pretty crazy. I mean, was it was that the most you know, insane year you've been around, like college football, just the, how everything went down? Uh, chaos. Just for yeah. simple
1: fact is that you never knew it was even going to be a season, and then when it was a season, you never knew when it was going to start, how how it was going to start, when it was going to end, and I mean, still at any given moment, you could be ready for a game and be on the field ready to play a game, and they could cancel it. Yeah. So it's like you always have to be prepared for the un, unexpected, and you know, as as you know, young athletes and as even coaches even though everybody says just move on to the next game, move on to the next game is so hard because you could look up in your room and next thing you know, your whole room could be in quarantine. So, you know, it's just, it was just so many moving parts the whole year and not just for us, but for everyone, you know, and so you had to be prepared and be able to inspect the unexpected.
0: The uh, secondary performed pretty well. How did you feel like you worked with Craig Nivar and the, the safeties coach and, you know, to kind of bring that whole room together?
1: Uh, I think awesome. I mean, credit to Todd Orlando for you know bringing us together and you know we we made it all work you know the whole defensive staff together you know it's all the way down from whether you take the GAs to Aaron Williams to quality control to Mike Hutch to you know the full-time guys and his Vic it starts up front always We got to stop the run but always to the back end with Craig so I mean we worked all together and Craig is someone who you know I, I trust his opinion in football I trust his opinion in recruiting and he's high energy so He's definitely someone that on a day-to-day basis makes sure I have to bring my best also.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're known as a great recruiter, but he's just someone, like, he's just so gregarious. Like, I mean, it's got to be kind of a good partner for you to have out there just on the recruiting trail.
1: Yeah, Craig is the one that some people, you know, they open the door to go through it. Craig may just try to (laughs) damn near run through the door. So, (laughs) yeah, so it's it's good to have someone like that around you because the players, they feed off that type of energy.
0: Any kind of big surprises? I mean, you had a talented uh, secondary for sure. Um, looking back on it, you know, maybe someone that performed better than you thought, or just any kind of surprises going in, you know, from uh, you know, looking back on this season.
1: Uh, well, I'm one of those guys that, you know, I hope for the best, but I expect the worst. And even though I could look back on it and I could say that these guys played well, I, I mean, what I expected for them to play even better than what they did. And I think if you ask any of them, they expect the same, because you know, in this profession, good is not good enough. Yeah. So it's almost damn near you can play 100 plays a hundred plays at DV, but on one play you mess up and it's play 100 and you get a touchdown, you get beat. And that's all everyone remembers. So I still expect a lot more than, you know, what you guys seen on the field this year.
0: The uh, preparation was obviously different. Like you said, you didn't even know there's going to be a season from week to week. There might not be a game. You might be losing players. If you could go back and like change something you did in like September or whatever, you're know, getting ready for the season. Would you like, man, I wish I would have known it would have gone this way. I would have, you know, done something differently?
1: Uh, I mean, it's really not nothing I would have done differently because, like you say, you never – it was always unexpected. <laughs> like, we could have practice on Monday. We may not have practice on Tuesday, yeah. right, just because of what's going on. You could be in meetings with guys on Monday, but you may not for the rest of the week be allowed to have meetings. So, I, you know, I guess you could always say maximize your time even more because you may not get that opportunity again the next day. Like that yeah. may be the only day you have practice and you may have to play a game on that Saturday. So just everything that, uh, I guess, just to make sure I maximize it and give the guys a lot more buzzwords and cheat cheats, like anything else that could help them be prepared to play.
0: Do you think it helped? I mean, there's a lot of people, their their lives are different now. Like there's going to be a quote, unquote, you know, new normal. Um, will there be like a new normal for you as far as like maybe recruiting or practicing? Like if, if spring ball goes off, normally say in april is there something you might do differently just because you've had this you know the weird pandemic year where you had a different way to prepare
1: uh i I guess if it was during a season i would do things differently but spring football is all about even getting the younger guys prepared to play right and the guys who may even be down the line prepared to play so i guess spring wouldn't be so much differently but if it was during the season i would definitely make sure that the guys that are a little probably down the line be more prepared to play. I would treat those guys like I've always treated guys equal, but I would treat the, I don't know, it could be a third string guy, but I would treat him the same as a starter because you may look up Saturday and he has to start. So, and that's what all spring football is about. It's about development.
0: So that's the biggest key going forward and I look forward to it. So uh, signing day wrapped up. I wanted to ask you about the early signing period too. I'm not a, you know, I've been covering recruiting a long time. Not a huge fan. I'd rather see early signing in like July or August. Like now it just sort of takes over things. And it's at a really busy time for you guys. You could be preparing for bowl games and stuff. But what what is your opinion on the early signing period, the way it is now, how it's really taken over what, you know, signing day in February uh, used to be?
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, you could tell me it's a signing day one day every month and I'm going to make sure I'm prepared for it. So yeah. uh, it, it doesn't bother me. I'm kind of someone who's able to roll with the punches Yeah, and you know, you could sit there, you complain about things, but what is complaining going to do for you? It's not going to get you anywhere. So I'm one of the guys that you just tell me, you know, pretty much the protocol and I'm going to make sure I do my best to make sure I come out on top. So it doesn't bother me. Uh, I'd rather it be in December than, than February. That's for sure. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather it be in December. Uh, this year was a little difficult for the similar the fact that you never got a chance to do home visits. You, you know, guys weren't allowed to come on campus. So that made it hard, you know. Uh, but moving forward, I think it's going to be a little bit more back toward the norm where they'll be able to at least come on campus for unofficial visits, I hope. And, you know, we get a chance to have official visits. So I'm looking forward to that. And I, I prefer December.
0: Oh, interesting. Uh, would you yeah. be in favor of like an early, early one where it's like even before the season, like that quarterback that just wants to like sign early as opposed to like after the season kind of thing?
1: Uh, you know, it it was talking in the past about a little like a little period where they could sign maybe for a couple of days early. Uh, but the player himself would have to be really, really sure about what he wants to do. Yeah, You know, I would hate for him to sign that and then have a lot of regret. Or you know some guys they they sign with schools, and the coach moves on so if that if the guy signs and the coach moves on, does he get a chance to get out of his n l i or is he still stuck in it? you know, and yeah. then some guys they they chose they choose the school because the location they choose the school because of the academics, they choose the school because that's just flat out where they want to be yeah. you know and and it just depends on that particular person and that family, but I'm like I say, it could be one day a month, and I'll be prepared. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, congratulations. Um, I don't know if you guys pay a lot of attention to this stuff, but, you know, 24-7 Sports, you put out the recruiters of the year, and uh, I believe you were third nationally behind a pair of, like, Alabama guys, and they signed some crazy class. But number one uh, recruiter of the Pac-12 for the second year in a row. So congratulations on that. I don't know. That's something you Thank guys – Thank you. You know, does that, does that bother you? I mean, do you like that at all, or is it, it doesn't really matter?
1: Uh, you know what? I, I always said this. Like, uh, any kind of accolades is always good. Doesn't matter. Like it's going to be good because it's it's just it's other people paying attention to the work you put in. But for me to say that you know I was recruited a year, two years in a row, it's a lot more people involved than just me winning. So you know it's a it could have been multiple people that you know won the award or multiple people that helped me to where I could achieve that. So it's not just all me. It's a lot of people. You know we're team recruiting, team effort, team everything. You know it's just I'm I'm fortunate to be in this position. I, I would love to have beat those other guys and been first though.
0: Yeah. There's, um, I mean, been covering this a long time and you see people that are just really good at their job when it comes to recruiting, um, whatever it is. What, what do you think are the most important attributes of a, a good uh, recruiter for college, assistant or head coach or whatever? I'll just be
1: willing and able to adapt on a moment's notice. If you're kind of stuck in the way that you do things, I, I really don't know how much success you will have even in life. So you have to be willing to adapt on a moment's notice. And I mean, like you can, if it's regular times, like you can do three home visits in a day and you could go into one house and it could just be you and the kid. You go into another house, it could be you, the kid, and his parents. You go into another house, it could be 50 family members. (laughs) And before you open that door, you have no idea who's in that house. You have no idea what's going on. and You know, you open the door and, you know, it's time to go. So, you have to be able to adapt on a moment's notice and and if you're able to do that, I think you'll have
0: a lot of success even in life is there some aspect maybe like uh attributes like a politician would have like remembering names and- in like and you know situations or like a family member or things like that, just being able to relate to the these people like you go in the, like you said one household remember this guy had a dog that uh was sick, and you you mentioned that or in this what you know they're their uh, kid, you know, uh, graduated like first in their class, whatever it is, you remember things about the different people and it kind of helps with the recruiting process.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it all goes hand in hand. I mean, it's just like no different than when we play, I don't know, Utah this year. And on third and two, I know Utah likes to do a particular play. And I remember them running the play six years ago. So okay. it's no different than, you know, you go into a house and you want to know grandma's name, grandpa's name, mom, dad, cousin, sister. It doesn't matter. Dog, cat, like, you want to know all of them like i didn't have crazy stories to where i'm super allergic to cats and i went into a house to recruit someone and they had three cats i mean i'm not <laughs> going to leave the house you know i wanted i wanted the the, the kids to come so i stayed in there i'm i i can not breathe i'm wheezing and everything else it doesn't matter i'm gonna get the job done
0: yeah that's awesome um for there's competition obviously you guys are you know a level guy. you know super competitors is recruiting the same sort of way? Like, do you see not, you didn't get to it this last year, but do you see guys out on the recruiting trail? Or if you like, you're going into a house and someone else is coming out or exchanging, you know, social media messages, whatever it is. I mean, do you see that competition, uh, in recruiting with like your fellow coaches from across the, the, the conference and also the country?
1: Uh, I mean, I
0: see it. I hear it. I'm not for me
1: personally, like I'm running my own race. So. I mean, it, it doesn't really bother me because I really I'm not too concerned about someone else. I'm more concerned about everything we're doing here and the things that I know that can help us get better or the things that Coach Helton knows can help us get better. I'm just I'm a team guy and I want to do everything possible to make sure we can win. So I'm not really too concerned about someone else. They can say whatever they want to say. They can think whatever they think. But at the end of the day, they gonna wish that they were here with us.
0: Yeah. Um, one of the things that was out there on social media, I think you're putting that, the, the the hashtag Take Back the West. Um, I think you guys obviously made some strides. What does that, you know, mean to you? And do you feel like you've done that, or, or you guys are on your way to doing that? Uh, I don't think we've done that because you know one
1: thing I, I see right now is we had I don't know I, I think we finished like eighth or ninth in overall recruiting rankings. I expect us to be first. You know, uh, we won the Pac-12 South. I expect us to win the Pac-12. You know, last time I checked, I want to say in the final national rankings, I don't know, we were like twentieth or something like that. I expect us to be first. So, you know, you 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 take it back when in my opinion you're first. It's like almost like Talladega nights, either you first or you last. So, you know, that's that's the way that I, I kind of look at things. And, you know, it, it makes me wake up every day, you know, wanting to achieve something, like I'm chasing something. And then once, you know, that goal is accomplished, it's all about making sure you're able to maintain that. And be first again and again and again. Like everyone wants to be great. Nick Saban right now is great, and everybody else is chasing.
0: Yeah. Um. For take back the West for you is like is the Pac-12 championship. Kind of is that you know is that like that's a goal that you want to have? Uh, is that you know if you do that if you're winning the Pac-12 is that you know would you say that you're taking back the West at that point?
1: I, I think you took it back, but you know once you win the Pac-12 championship and your top recruiters and everything goes. You want to recruit rankings. All it does is you take it back. And then the very next day, it's all about taking it back again. Yeah. So, I mean, it's when you're at the top of the food chain, everyone else is just, you know, trying to claw scratch and get where you are. So, you know, it's to take back the West movement right now. You know, hopefully that goal is accomplished, which
0: I know it will be this year. And then it's about take back the nation. Um, as far as the uh, strength and conditioning coach goes, Robert Steiner gets hired. Uh, they're starting the winter workouts. I um, know a lot of fans don't realize that the, the strength staff gets to work with these players a lot more than you guys do. I don't know if you got to talk with him at all. Any sort of initial thoughts um, on uh, USC bringing in Robert Steiner from uh, Notre Dame?
1: Yeah, I've had multiple talks with him. You know, uh, I mean, I was fortunate that, you know, when he got a chance to interview that I got a chance to sit down and talk with him for a while and everything goes. So I, I feel he'll be a great addition. I feel like the players will feed off of it. I got a chance to watch workouts, where, which we get a chance to see. And, you know, he's hands-on with the guys, his whole staff is. And, you know, they're, they're buying in. That's the biggest yeah. thing. It's not just doing it, but it's about buying in. And they're explaining of why they're doing particular things. And I think it's going, you know,
0: benefit us a lot moving forward. You were part of the interview process. Anything stand out from his interview that, you know, it really impressed you about what he had to say? I, you know, he has
1: a plan. You know, like I've always said this, I think I even tweeted out this morning, like the first part of success is having a plan. Yeah. And some a lot of guys, you know, they want they want things, they want to achieve things, but they have no idea how to achieve them. They have no plan moving forward. And one thing about talking to him is he definitely has a plan of what he's doing it and why he's doing it.
0: You guys signed a huge uh, DB class. Do you mind if I go through the names? You give me a, a couple. I mean, we don't have to spend a lot of time. a couple lines on some of the guys, like what you see from them and maybe what you see their future at USC being. No problem. Like uh, Anthony Beavers? Uh, big,
1: athletic. Uh, you know, I think he's a person that, you know, had a couple of injuries in high school and he, you know, guys from California weren't allowed to play their senior year. So I think the guy is a ceiling, you know. Uh, he, he's already here. So he's already working out. He definitely has the frame. And I know his family quite well, so I know they're going to be on him. So I'm looking for great things from.
0: And uh, right, Wright, uh, more one of more recent signees, But uh, what did you think about him?
1: Uh, a lot of things. You
0: know, last <laughs> night we was doing acting class, and
1: I'll act at him. Don't tell him that. But you know, I'm <laughs> I'm like I'm like Denzel, and he's like my understudy. But it's okay. <laughs> uh, no, he's a long, athletic, uh, fast playmaker. You know, he's great with the balls in his hands. So. I can definitely see him, you know, being able to touch the field day one. And I'm looking forward to him touching the field day one. So if he doesn't, then, you know,
0: I felt him and he felt himself. So I'm definitely going to be riding him hard. Is he, would you compare him to Elijah Griffin at all a little bit? Uh, I mean, I know they both have like the kind of like the Hollywood thing going too, but yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, You know what? It's going to be a lot of comparisons, I guess, to Elijah Griffin and him, probably because they're both on word number two here, yeah. but to be honest, they're, they're a little different, you know, okay. similar in body types. You know, Sierra's is a little taller, maybe a little longer. And I mean, it, that's going to be like kind of where the similarities stop. You know, Elijah, everything about Elijah, everybody thinks it was like playtime. That's not the case with him at all. He loved football. Like he's the only guy I've ever been around in my whole coaching career that every day was never looked tired in a meeting. So but, you know, he, he played football a particular way. And you know when you look, think about Sierra's. Sierra's a little more uh, like straightforward. Everything is is super serious when it comes to them a little bit. So it's a lot more business like mentality. So I, I'm looking for, like I said, I'm looking for great things from.
0: Uh, Profit Brown, where, what kind of role do you see him filling, and uh, what what, what did, what's impressed you about him?
1: Uh, profit's a lot bigger than what people expect. So I'm looking forward to him getting on campus for a simple fact there is that he played a lot of tailback. And in high school, when you play both ways, all your energy and focus goes to offense. Okay. So you play defense a lot, just off natural God-given ability. So a chance to be here, be in a system that, you know, Coach Orlando has put together, I think he's going to blossom a lot. I think he's a, one of those guys that you see him step on campus and he's going to constantly make leaps and jumps in his game. Uh, how
0: about Kalen Bullock?
1: Kalen Bullock is a, a person, you know, once again, didn't play a senior year. Uh going to develop a lot when it comes to the weight room. Coach Steiner and, and Caleb Bullock are going to be like this. So the biggest thing for him is not God-given ability. He has that. It's going to be his body development and how much time and effort he wants to put into that. And right now, him and Coach Steiner like this, Kalen's eating nonstop. So I think, you know, his potential is going is going to be through the roof because he has the length. He has the speed. He has the size. So – it's just about putting that weight and that strength on them.
0: Is that gonna be something that you, you know, your your coaches deal with all the rest of them across the, you know, at least the Pac twelve and across the country? High school players that didn't play their senior year, there might be some surprises, right? Like, oh wow, I didn't expect this, or they just maybe they didn't develop as much as they were. I mean, that's it's gonna be different, right? With with these guys not playing a senior, a lot of them.
1: I think some, some guys are going to be as far, they're going to be more developed when it comes to strength, speed, and size. The simple fact is that they just worked for probably personal trainers every day. Yeah. So instead of doing like an actual football practice, they did an actual workout for two, three hours a day, but then you're going to have the guys who didn't have the resources to get with a trainer or someone like that. So, you know, they probably touched weights twice the whole fall.
0: Wow. They
1: were just sitting in their house doing, you know, doing ups and, Most high school, I mean, I was one of them. Most high school guys, they don't have a metabolism. They're they're just never hungry. So imagine if you didn't really do anything, you're really not going to be hungry. So a lot of them are going to come pretty much, you know, underweight and different things like that. I think football knowledge is going to be a little behind because they didn't play their senior year. But some of these guys, when it comes to just running and moving and lifting weights, they're going to be far more advanced.
0: we got a couple more. I'm sorry we'll let you go here. But uh, it's Marion Gordon, uh, another one. uh, what, What do you think about him?
1: Uh the Marion Gordon and him and Beavers are two guys that when they got these masks on they're working out, you can't tell the difference. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're both six, one, they're both 200 pounds. They have the same kind of hairdo, the same kind of frame. So these are two guys that are coming out of high school. They already like, they look like a college safety right now. So coach Steiner is all about cutting off, you know, like developing their body far more. Cause these are, I mean, they're doing 225, both of these guys, like already 10 times. And they just stepped on campus. So, Strong guys, well built, and you know, he's another guy that I'm looking for great things.
0: Uh, Jalen Smith, another guy was playing both ways, so maybe he wasn't focusing as much as a, on the defensive side. But what have you thought of uh, of Jalen? He didn't get to play a senior either, but uh, yeah. Jalen Smith.
1: Well, Jalen actually, right now, is supposed to be in the 11th grade, so that's what a lot of people know. A lot of these guys oh. are older than maybe the grade they're supposed to be, not the DVs, but just in general across the nation. He's a year younger than what he's supposed to be, so he'll be a guy that pretty much does his whole freshman year, still being 17 years old. So when it comes to development, you know, luckily Coach Clawson and, you know, Jalen's dad and Coach Snoop, all these different guys, they they was part of his journey and they kind of helped him out. But he's still got guy that the development is is far from where he's going to be because he's so young.
0: Yeah. Another one of those Hollywood guys, right? He was in the, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you're, you're on TV, <laughs> a little ego there maybe. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's on uh, on that show and everything else.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, half your guys are like have been on television before. Uh, Then uh, there's a transfer coming in, Xavier Alford. Um, Any thoughts on him uh, coming from Texas?
1: Uh, He's going to be a guy that kind of already knows his plan. Just so back to when you're already in a program in a top-notch program like where he was at, uh, he already has an idea of how things should look. You know how how he wants to play, and you know. Coach Nivar I already had a relationship with him. I had a relationship with him from recruiting him at Oregon. So it, it's key. It's not like he's sitting here like meeting guys for the first time. He has a great idea or who a lot of these guys are. And then, like I say, when it comes to 7-on-7 seven seven nowadays, it's nothing for you to be in Texas or Louisiana or Florida and know a lot of guys out here because the teams intermingle and they play across the nation. So he's already someone when you look at him out there with the guys running around and moving around, he's already looks like he's comfortable here. You wouldn't think he just showed up. And you could tell the difference between a freshman and him because he has a general idea of
0: what he's doing already. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it's a great group, a uh, great crop of guys. No, you know, no wonder you were uh, the the you know the Pac-12 Recruiter of the Year with all these guys coming in. <laughs> uh, but it helps. Yeah. What, one last thing before I let you go. The uh, you know, you talked about spring ball coming up. What are your goals? What do you want to try to get out of uh, of spring football? You know, seeing some of these new guys uh, you know, out there too. Every day, getting better.
1: I mean, that's the goal. No matter what it is, no matter what the emphasis of that day is, the focus, every day get better, you know, for pretty much, you know, get your craft. You know, it's, it's, right now, football is your craft. Just make sure you perfect it. So my biggest goal just to spring football is seeing these guys get better every day and making plays. I mean, right now, still, you know, to me, we didn't make enough plays in the back end. You know, that's all I could really talk about is, you know, the DBs and. Uh, I think we have to make you, you practice making plays. That's the only way you're going to make them in the game. So we have to make sure we put a bigger emphasis on that.
0: Dante Williams, uh, USC associate head coach and uh, cornerbacks coach. Thanks again for uh, coming on the show. Thank you so much. Fight on. Okay. Picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.